0: Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. Welcome back to our discussion of our top 10 favorite summer shoes and footwear. In case you missed it, be sure to check out our last episode where we kicked off the list with the first five. Today we'll pick up right where we left off with the remaining five picks. As always, thanks for tuning
1: in. Um, so, kind of switching gears just a little bit, uh, but still, you know, super high on the comfort level. My third choice, which is shoe number six, is just pretty broad. It's more a category of shoes, but I'm going to go with running shoes. So, not that I don't wear running shoes at all in the colder months of the year, but when I do, it's usually just to exercise. Sometimes not if it's with, you know, more of the jogger style of sweats or something like that, but I just... I have not quite been able to yet get on the running shoes with jeans or pants bandwagon. I, and it's probably just me. It's in my head. But even a, a stylish, expensive pair of running shoes, i just not going to be able to do it with pants. You mean you're not a fan of the dad look? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, you know, not all dads have to wear it, right? Um, I, I appreciate it. I can respect it. I can respect it. I, I get the functionality of that combo, but just can't do it. But I do love a good pair of simple but appealing running shoes with shorts in the summer and beyond exercise as well. For casual wear. I think some styles of running shoes go well with crew socks, some and a lot go better with no-shows. But all in all, I do love the warm months when I can wear running shoes beyond when I'm working out. And for me, I have a pretty, I keep it simple. I have a pretty small rotation of running shoes that I feel comfortable wearing as casual shoes as well. I like a simple pair of Nike Freese. I love, um, you know, my Nike Roshis. They're some of the most comfy shoes that I've ever had. And in uh, summers before this, but especially this summer, I've really loved uh, rocking my pair of New Balance 997H spring hikes. Um, the New Balance 997H has a lot of different colors and, um, you know, different styles that you can get. That's The spring hikes just happen to be the ones that I have but I have been wearing them a ton with a lot of a lot of the time with either camo style like khaki shorts or <gasps> denim cutoffs. Now that's cute. But don't Ooh. knock it till you try it. I know, I know, I know your curiosity has peaked, um, but yeah, can't knock it till you try it, I love it. Um, and also these last few months, I've also been wearing a lot of more vintage running shoes. Um, especially my Nike Daybreaks, which are super comfortable as well. And I just love that look of the classic Nike waffle soles with suede uppers and mids. Um, If you're looking for something else for running shoes, I think what also goes great with shorts for casual wear, Nike Air Max 1, Air Max 90s, those are always safe bets too when it comes to running shoes that are great as casual wear. And if you want to wear something you know, athleisure running shoes beyond working out. Those are, you know, those are some of my top picks and I'm always open to try new things, but those are mostly the ones that have just been in my rotation for the last few years. So.
0: Okay. So number seven on our list, I'm going to kind of copy Nick a little bit and I'm going to talk about flip flops again, but uh, this time I'm going to highlight Sanuk flip flops. So, Sanook is a cool little footwear company from Southern California, and it was founded in 1997 by Jeff Kelly, who started making sandals out of inner tubes and indoor-outdoor carpet. The word Sanuk is a Thai word that basically means happiness. And on their website, they state that, quote, We found that our feet are happiest when they tread the road less traveled, so we design our sandals accordingly. And for you listeners out there who don't, who rather, for those of you who know of our podcast's little catchphrase, that is definitely our type of company. The company that uh, treads the road less traveled. And specifically, my favorite Sinuk flip-flops are what they call beer cozy lights. I don't know where the whole beer cozy part comes into play, but they are very cozy little sandals, I got to say. What's cool about these sandals is the soles of them are actually made from yoga mat material and with that said it's kind of like a memory foam sort of material so they're super comfortable and durable and man you walk on these flip-flops and they just mold to your feet and they're just so squishy and comfortable and I love them. I've had the same pair for a couple of years now I've worn them all over the place I've worn them on hikes I've worn them at the water park in the water out of the water in the dirt in the mud and they have still held up, which is remarkable because flip-flops generally, you know, you just wear through them so quickly. Just kind of the nature of how flip-flops are. They don't usually last super long. They aren't very durable, but man, these Sanuk Beer Cozies, they just keep chugging along and I will definitely be getting another pair of them once the pair that I
1: have right now are worn out. It's a solid choice. I feel like you're kind of getting back at me for my budget flip-flops. That <laughs> Nothing
0: against the budget flip-flops, but if, if you want a flip-flop that, you know, instead of, uh, you know, costing maybe five bucks, maybe pay a little more Pay, I think the beer cozies run about $20, $25. If you're willing to pay just a little bit more, you're getting a great flip-flop that is made from high quality material and it really does last. I mean, again, I've had my current pair for gosh, I want to say close to three years and I haven't even worn through the soles yet. And they're just amazingly comfortable. I love them.
1: My next shoe is going to kind of be in the same vein as flip-flops, but they're not flip-flops. And this is a type of shoe that I'm not as familiar with. um, But I have had some, they are comfortable. And I see lots of people wearing these around in the summer still. So I somewhat hesitate to give my next idea, but I'm gonna give it anyways, because I personally think that Birkenstocks can work as a relaxed, great, easy to wear alternative to flip flops. And uh, Birkenstock is a company I did not know a whole lot of background on. So I'm gonna give a small little bit of background on Birkenstocks. They are actually, they come from a German shoe manufacturer headquartered in Neustadt, Germany. And the company sells Birkenstocks, which is, you know, the sandals, and other shoes, which are notable for their contoured cork and rubber footbeds, which conform somewhat to the shape of their wearer's feet. And interestingly, the Birkenstock brand actually traces its roots back to Johann Adam Birkenstock, who, as of 1774, was registered as a vassal and shoemaker in the local church archives in the small Hessian village of Langenbergheim. In 1896, Johann's great-great-grandson Conrad Birkenstock developed the first contoured insole for use by shoemakers in the production of custom footwear. Then fast forward about 70 years to 1966, Birkenstocks have been chugging along in Europe, but in 1966 they are introduced into the United States, as well as other countries outside of Germany's immediate vicinity. And Margot Fraser, who was an American, she, you know, discovered, I guess you could say, Birkenstock sandals while visiting a spa in Germany. And while there and while wearing Birkenstock, she gained some relief from a foot condition that she'd been suffering from. And so, she was so enthusiastic about this newfound shoe of hers that she founded a trading company called Birkenstock Footprint Sandals, uh, which was based out of Novato, California. And when Margot Fraser, when she actually first started distributing Birkenstocks in San Francisco, she was actually unsuccessful. But fast forward a few years into the 1970s, there's a cultural revolution going on which actually worked in her favor and improved her business. In the U.S., Birkenstock first became popular among young men and then later on among what we would call flower children, a group traditionally associated with American liberalism. The shoe became popular with hippies and others who had a quote-unquote back-to-nature philosophy and appreciated the natural foot shape and foot-friendly comfort they found with Birkenstocks and Nordstrom became the first department store to sell Birkenstock sandals in 1986. And prior to that, actually, the only place that one could find Birkenstocks were, it was usually health food stores, uh, which I found pretty interesting. So then a little bit further on to the early 1990s, Birkenstocks, or Burks enjoyed a pretty big surge of popularity, especially among high school and college-aged generation Xers uh, comparable to the 2000s popularity of rainbow sandals and Crocs. And then we've seen what we've seen in the last 10 years is really another comeback of Birkenstocks. You kind of see them fade out by the the late nineties, early two thousands. But then, you know, 10 years later, we've seen, you know, with teens and young adults, you see them around a lot and they've really surged again in popularity and you know, in 2018, just to kind of show that Birkenstocks are definitely still on the radar in pop culture and American culture in general. The company was actually given PETA's Libby Award for being the most animal-friendly shoe company. So kudos to Birkenstock for that.
0: Gotta love Birkenstocks. And like you, Nick, I've never owned a pair. The people that I know that have owned pairs, though, they all have basically said that they are extremely comfortable. I've heard that they do have a break-in time period. Uh, I don't know, because again, I've never worn them. But supposedly, once you kind of break them in, people just say that they're as comfortable as, as a shoe can get. So sure, maybe one day I'll have to pick up a pair and try them out for myself. All right, number nine on the list. Speaking of Birkenstocks, <laughs> well, not really. We're going to talk about Tom's. Uh, so... Similar to Birkenstocks, Tom's shoes, I think they've definitely grown a bit of a stigma as far as the the stereotypical wearer of Tom's shoes. But full disclosure, I've got to admit here, I've actually owned, I don't currently own, but I have owned a pair of Tom's, and they are extremely comfortable shoes, and they are very much a natural summer choice for for a good shoe to wear in the summertime. They're low-top, they're for the most part slip-ons, they do have uh, like varieties that have shoelaces but for the most part when you think of toms you think of the low top slip-ons and they do look good with a lot of different outfit choices and with toms one thing i do like i believe we have discussed this on a previous podcast episode but i do admire their charitable stance and that's their one for one initiative where basically for every pair bought toms will donate a pair to a child in need so super cool very noble cause that i am fully behind Just a a brief background on Tom's. It started back in 2006 when Tom's founder, Blake Mikoski was traveling through Argentina. And he noticed in his travels that many of the kids there didn't have shoes or they couldn't afford shoes. So from this experience, the idea for Tom's Shoes, which is actually short for Tomorrow's Shoes, was born. And to date, Tom's has donated nearly 100 million pairs of shoes, which is awesome to think about. So yeah, buy a pair of Tom's and it's a double benefit. You've got a super comfortable summer shoe and you can also feel good knowing that a pair has been donated to charity on your behalf.
1: I love it. That's Tom's is one that I've, I've never owned a pair of Tom's myself, but I've been extremely tempted a few times and I do love their initiative as well. And I think that would be one of the main drivers behind me purchasing a pair. Um, so I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you brought that one up. That's a, that's a good choice right there. So shoe number 10, it's actually not really a shoe. My fifth choice and our last shoe on this list is really the, the epitome of summertime. Summertime, in my opinion, is the time of year for bare feet on some cool grass, in the warm sand, in the water, Sometimes summertime just calls for kicking off your shoes and getting grounded, literally. Did you know our bodies are made up of about 60% water, which is great for conducting electricity. So the earth has a negative ionic charge and going barefoot actually grounds our bodies to that charge. Negative ions have been proven to detoxify, calm, reduce inflammation, synchronize your internal clocks hormonal cycles, physiological rhythms, lots of great stuff from going barefoot um, and, and getting grounded with these negative ions. And the best places to get some negative ions through your feet are by the water. So going barefoot can be a real plus for your health in other ways too besides getting grounded. According to different studies, here's a few other benefits of going barefoot at the beach and other places too. Fact number one, or benefit number one, walking on sand will exfoliate dead skin cells, and it will make your feet feel softer. Number two, walking barefoot on sand and taking breaks while standing in the water can massage the soles of your feet. The motion activates venous and lymphatic circulation, making your feet feel nice and relaxed, like you're getting a massage. Walking in the sand barefoot provides resistance that can strengthen your arches, ankles, and leg muscles. Your foot will be going through its full range of motion, and every time your foot sinks into the sand, your muscles have to work extra hard to push you back up and move you forward. So some great strengthening benefits. Some ancient civilizations believed that walking barefoot in the grass was the best cure for insomnia. and. Interestingly enough, many people still swear by it today. I'm not sure if it has ever helped me go to sleep, but I do, I can say that I do love walking through some nice, soft, cool grass. It feels great. Also, you know, many people are also familiar with the benefits of soaking your feet in salty seawater. Some of these benefits can include circulation, increased relaxation, bacterial and odor control, absorption of minerals like sodium potassium calcium magnesium copper zinc and many many more so do yourself a favor and if you can try and get out to the beach or a nice soft patch of grass one more time before the cold weather comes and just lose the shoes
0: so that pretty much wraps up our discussion on some of our favorite summer footwear We hope you all have had and continue to have a fun and safe summer. Before that weather turns cold, live it up a little. Sport some sweet kicks or lose them. Either way, who cares? It's all good. Grill it up, chill out, and have some well-deserved downtime. As author Sam Keen so aptly puts it, deep summer is when laziness finds respectability. So, to sum it all up, be a little lazy, and wear some awesome shoes, or go barefoot. See you next time. Peace out.
1: Thank you for checking out this episode of the Immortal Souls Podcast. For show notes, more information, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at our website immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Facebook. Five-star reviews are hugely appreciated and super helpful. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.